Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I don't know, know why. I think the and nymph, no, I said, she no, said, no, she said, this is the same it audience that's you. you're missing. No, 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 no. They're, They're missing it. You're missing it. This they audience know already believes that what you're doing. They know where the money's going. You're missing it. No, 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 no. I'm missing it. No, you aren't. Let me say Thank you. No, 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 real quick. Let me, let me bridge it. Yeah. Who said something recently? He said, "Everybody's praying when something happens. Some of us have to pray to be the answer." Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I get that this is going on. Yeah, God, make me the person that can solve it. Absolutely. You know, I always pray that for myself. Yeah. He said, "It's time to go from intercession to being answers." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, help this person. Help this person. When you pray that, somebody got to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because whatever God going to do in the earth realm, He going to use humans to do it. Right. Always. Because we always hear about send me someone to you that will use their power, their ability, and influence. I've always prayed, Lord, make me the person mm. that has the power, the ability, and the influence to help somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, and you have to receive it for real. Because right. it's like, God, make me somebody that when the student comes and say, I got to go home, I could write a check and pay that tuition. For me to be able to do that and still live, sleep, and eat indoors, that means it would be so small compared to the rest of what I have. So when you're asking God to make you an answer to help someone else, you're really asking him to do something even bigger for you. Absolutely. Because you got to pull it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't leave you to write the tuition so a student could stay in school and then you, you kicked out your house. God wouldn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Not at all. <laughs> so he would have to give you more than enough that you can pull from that and mm -hmm. bless others when they need it. Absolutely. So it's, as you're praying for someone else, you're sowing that same seed into yourself and you just don't realize it. Do we believe we can honestly be answers, wealthy in the black community? Do, do we believe that we have the capability as a culture, as a community, to to be that individual because listen to what she said as soon as she announces she has a grant available she's flooded as soon as she says hey we need you to give is very minimum no. you're saying no bill we don't believe that a the the situation that she's up against mm -hmm. the the race racial divide that we talked about uh, a few minutes ago, I think 
those who have are afraid. Mm. Um, and those who don't have, have never seen it. So they don't know what they can do because you can only be whatever you can see. Mm. And so I don't believe that we believe that we can do that because first of all, many of us are just now learning about compound interest mm -hmm. and we're keeping our money in banks mm -hmm. where those are just digits. This is the thing I teach my children. Money is just digits in columns mm -hmm. on paper. Absolutely. It's not real. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's what I tell my children. So if you want to have money, you have to learn how to change the numbers in the columns. <laughs> That's all. That's all you have to do. We're not exchanging money anymore. Like when I went, when I was at the hotel today and I ate, I just signed my name on a piece of paper. I wrote numbers on a sheet and slid it across the table yeah. and the girl was happy. Yeah. You get your salary. You never see. You it. don't see that's the when, problems. Yeah. When, when you get paid, <laughs> you don't see anybody give you green dollars. You, your digits change in your bank account. And I believe that's what this is all about. Making sure that those numbers, as we get the information, don't change. Because it money does have power, right? Or these digits do have power. And we've not, as a collective, ever gotten a chance to really see that. And so even when we're we're starting to move the needle in our own lives, we're so far behind the the eight ball. Like we have to learn as we're growing. It's like I'm I'm drinking out of water holes trying trying to get all of the information and keep up because you finally have an opportunity to put some numbers in the columns. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if what you stated, if we even all have a collective understanding of what it means to be wealthy, because that means something so different for black people. Um, I don't think we have one definition of what it means to be wealthy. So to say, can we be wealthy? Well, to me, that might be coming into a modest home, driving a paid for car, you know, having groceries or, you know, my whole outfit came from Target. You know, that might be wealthy to me. I have somebody back home in my family. They can't say that. Just having, you know, some extra on their EBT at the end of the month is wealth to them. But then there's somebody else living in a huge home. And that's wealth to them. And they drive a G-Wagon, you know. So we as a collective body, we don't have one understanding of what it means to be wealthy. We're changing the 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 leverage every day based on who we are and where we are, who we're with. Because then, you know, that's where fronting comes from and flexing. So um, good. <laughs> you know, so it's it, since we don't have a clear understanding of what it means to be black and wealthy, I don't think we can say yes, because everybody's answer is so different. And you're correct, because what you said right there to me is a huge disconnect. Materialism has nothing to do with wealth. With wealth. Yeah. Zero. For you. And then there's so I know. Yeah, that's why I said that, because you said so many answers. I'm like, yeah, because materialism has nothing to do with wealth. Right. No. Right. What is but a black, there's a black person who so might sit here and argue with you about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, the that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, you better take it back biblically. We're supposed to have enough 
for our children's children. children. That's what a good father does. Keep it basic. Yeah. Keep it basic. And even even my fault, bro. I was just gonna say that question hit me hard, bro. Cause it's like you ask questions where it's like, I don't want to say the answers no. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I don't want to say this on camera. But it's like, I'm thinking about it practically and I'm like, yo, we we might just need to wait a couple more generations. Like we sad part. Feel me like what you mean by that? What I mean by that is that I think we can. I I don't think we we can even afford to. We can't afford to. Yeah. But I'm saying, even when I'm thinking about her analogy of family, Mm. right? I think we are the first generation. Like we probably all had a similar upbringing, Uh right? I I don't know you guys, but I know I didn't grow up in the best situation, Mm -hmm. right? I I didn't grow up the way I'm living now, but my parents pretty much grew up how my grandparents grew up and vice versa and going down and going down. So like we are the first generation with a heightened sense of awareness. That's techn- technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. That is considering financial literacy. Yeah. I don't know if anybody was even starting the type of ideas that you had. Right, like, as a collective, I did grow up middle. Class. So it might be our children. As a collective, you're correct. As a collective, our mm-hmm. children or our grandchildren might be the ones mm-hmm. who we could say yes to your question. Yeah. Then that's, that's sad. That's to me. very sad. That's why I was sitting here like, oh, I, get, I get what you're maybe saying. Maybe our maybe our grand. If you in in forty years, if you ask our children, our grandchildren, do we believe we can be answers? It's like absolutely. You know who my you know who my dad was. You know who my. I don't think it would be grandchildren. I think it would be our children. Our children. Yes, okay. Be our children. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? That's a whole nother generation. That's a whole nother generation. At the end of the day, my father was born on a sugarcane plantation. Mm. Right. I'm only one generation removed from the enslavement of an entire culture of people. Mm -hmm. So to be sitting here right now and having this conversation, I think it goes down to neural synchronization Mm. that we are our brain synapses learn from the groups that we're in. So as I sit close to you and I see what you have and I see what you're doing and then you tell me your thoughts and then, you know, I spend time with you. I begin, my brain begins to learn and says, okay, I'm similar. I'm assimilating. Yes. I'm becoming more like this. You know, as I as I grow and become and become knowledgeable and I'm listening to things that are educating me and um, I'm learning about opportunity. I then take those things to my girlfriends and say, what do y'all think about this? And so the more we begin to talk, our brains take on whatever it is that they see and it begins to evolve. Assimilate. And and I think that that it is going to be our children's. I, I believe my grandchildren are going to be the first generation of African-Americans with access to privilege. Recently, I've completed my full estate plan and it's been an emotional journey, if I'm going to be honest with you. But now I have a peace of mind knowing that my family and loved ones are well taken care of. But here's something you may not know that I think you need to know. According to a recent study, nearly 60% of African-American adults have life insurance. Now, wait a minute. Many of these policies may not provide sufficient coverage to fully protect their families in case of unexpected deaths. This lack of adequate coverage is a pressing issue 
among the black community. It can lead to financial difficulties and potentially hinder the building of generational wealth. In today's time, it's more important than ever for African-Americans to give priority to life insurance and estate planning. You see, by doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are secure in the event of your passing. This covers funeral and burial costs, clears all debts and mortgages, and provides a financial cushion to help them continue building wealth, long-lasting wealth. Don't leave your family's financial future to chance. I want you to secure life insurance today. I want you to get a free life insurance quote through my friends at Ethos. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance for your free quote or click the link in today's show notes. Protect your family's future and attain a peace of mind at right now. And let's get back to today's show. Mm. You, you know what's so funny is, which is why I, okay. I feel as if what Fearless Fund is doing is so important. What Angel is doing is so important. But what we all just said, stats are showing completely opposite. Okay. 2053. So I had an opposite answer. I believe, so I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that there's a, a lack of belief. I don't think that our generation, I don't think folks like don't believe that we can be wealthy. I don't think we know how to. So I think that's two separate things, right? Like, do I believe I can be wealthy? Yes. Do I know how to attain wealth? It's totally different. So I think I, I, answer, I, I, do mean, know, I think we don't believe. Boy. I think that's you. I think that we don't know how to attain wealth. Like, I think the belief, I think a lot of people believe like I can be wealthy. I can achieve this. I can do better. I just don't know how. I oh, like you know, you like y'all's out. You're motivated. He said some things. I never viewed it the way Anthony said it. He yeah. said, Aaron, when you put up for a grant, you got 6,000 applicants. Yeah. yeah. When we put up a petition for an ask, I had 100 donors in like a whole month. Think no, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, he said that shows you, because mind you, this is the same people. Right. I had 10,000 people sign the petition the same day. Same yeah. day. He's, same audience, same people. He said they don't even have the mindset that they are the answer. So that may be different in producing wealth. It might be a little different in that too, though. That can be different in producing like wealth. But that's if money is a different. I think that's different though, because if I think if I'm asking for money, right, I have questions as a person who's going to give. So you know, have there been a but space that many places to know Because that's real. Like, But if you think about like Shark Tank, they're asking for money. They're being, they get an opportunity to ask a bunch of questions. That's different. But I'm just saying, just let me know. Y'all are going to know. There's no question. No, no, We need a million dollars. No, 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 no. So we need a million dollars. I don't know why. I think the difference is she's saying this Thank you. You're missing it. No, 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 no. They're missing it. You're missing it. No, 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 no,
part of this. Yes. yes. Who also have applied. I you get the money. Funding. This is the audience. No, no, no. I can't say that. I was saying something from something you don't understand how it works. I wish you could. I want the cheat. You don't have to pay us an answer or see from something and not know how it works. People apply for EBT and all types of programs. They need it. Like you're thinking about a need needs to be met. But we're I'm asking for you to meet a need. I don't really care where the money's coming from. If I need money to run my business, if I need money to eat, I don't care where the money's coming from. But if you're asking me to give to you and I really don't have it, now I need to know where my money's going. Can you just clarify? Because you're not asking about your millionaires. You're asking people who really don't have a whole lot to give. So I need to know where my money's going. It's still the principle. It's still that. We do. It's still the principle of sowing and reaping. Come on now. You okay with receiving ten thousand dollars from me? But you're not okay with giving ten. That mindset is problematic. That's it. And that mindset, that mindset, that mindset, everybody. What you said? That's what I mean by that. So they don't believe that they are the answer. And that mindset is even biblical because Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Let's dive into something exciting. Bethel Tech's micro-credential program. Just 15 weeks and you're on your way to mastering in-demand tech skills, setting you apart in today's competitive job market. And the best part, it's all online. 100% online and fitting perfectly into your busy life. Bethel Tech isn't just about tech skills. It's about growing your character through spiritual mentorship and faith groups, shaping you into a Christian leader in the tech world. You'll learn from industry experts geared towards your success. What about landing your dream job? Bethel Tech's graduates are making waves at companies like Salesforce and Dell. And with a price tag of only $5,000, it's an investment in your future that's both affordable and valuable. Are you ready to start? With multiple start dates, there's never been a better time. Visit anthonyoneal.com for slash Bethel. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel and step into your tech career with confidence and character. But I mean, the Bible and the Bible. That's why I said what you were saying was different. And and the Bible said. (laughs) Will always be with you. Always have the board with you. So when I say no, and yes to your thing about some of us don't know how, mm-hmm. but there's also that level of a mindset it is, it is. that has to happen because they haven't ever seen it before. Yep. And once you get there, once you break that glass ceiling, like, this is so easy. I want everybody to know. And people like every single one of us sitting in this room are going to run knocking on the door. Let me tell you how you can eat. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And you are. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called true accent that helps you say things right. 
And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no you see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcast. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI red teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Have people who still won't eat. Mm. Because it, it, it's more than just understanding how. Because if I don't believe, first I have to believe in order for you to tell me how that I'm worthy to receive. 
If I believe that I'm worthy to receive the government assistance and the programs that you're talking about, I'm going to work the system and figure out how to get that. But But if I tell you, you know what, leave that stuff alone because... My story, I'm the only time about me, you know, I don't want nobody else. I'm not taking food stamps no more. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get off of this system because this system is keeping me stuck. Mm. I have to be able to get access to some of this stuff that I'm reading about. So I start making little small, you know, steps of I have something that I can sell to you. Will you buy what I have to sell? You give me money in exchange for my product and I take that money and I I stash it. In the beginning, I'm just like taking, you know, some of my profits and then I'm putting some away for taxes, you know, things like that. And I'm just, you know, little coins, you know, chipping away. And then I begin to learn how to use the system. That system a different system, which is the system that we were talking about on a bigger level just a few minutes ago that's attacking what they're doing to help the people who do understand what they could do if only they believe. So I think, yes, to your your, your statement of some of us don't know how, but we're talking about as a collective do we believe because we've seen ourselves be marginalized we've seen ourselves be stuck we've seen ourselves try to grapple out of things and get pulled down you know every time you just get a, a little bit further so i, I that's think the, that's, 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 that's the point i was making yeah. our pastor i gotta say this because he just said this this sunday it speaks directly to this conversation he he, he always talks about this principle of exposure mm-hmm. right that God uses exposure to awaken a possibility to you that you didn't even know was possible until you saw it, mm-hmm. right? Now the problem with that is the enemy don't want you to possess what you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. So what he then uses is somebody you should be inspired by, now you're jealous of, now you're competing with, now you project your own self-hate so somebody with a fun like that could end up on the shade room and be a meme for six weeks. Well, she's trying to change the community. Mm-hmm. Not that ain't gonna happen to you. I but I'm just saying, in, the name I, of Jesus. in the name of <laughs> But I'm just saying, self-hate, jealousy, fear, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who supported her can now see the power dynamic she's up against and their own self-fear is projected in their lack of support. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. And that's what, he, that's what uh-huh. we were trying to communicate with yeah. that. But it starts with the exposure and she's saying, you cannot be what you do not see. see. If I've never seen it before, I don't know what the opportunity is. And that's why I've been spending my life to say, let me tell you what you could do if only you believe. Mm -hmm. Because it was a matter of being around certain people and seeing it. You know, for the first time in my life, I get to drive what I want to drive. Yeah, come on now. Time in my life. Don't feel good, don't it? Feels amazing. Every time I (laughs) thank you, yes, ma'am. You know, for I mean, that's just a thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any, but but I I had to do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had to get it. Anthony's teaching on his show how you go and get it. Having business and having having successful business is one way you unlock the door. Mm -hmm. I know this this talented young lady amazing at cooking and I keep saying why don't you just why don't you just start why don't you just out of your kitchen start making plates Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. I'm making my menu right now. Well, how long are you gonna be making the menu? Just go and use the, you know, go up That's to your hurt. refrigerator mm. and cook the food because it's good. Mm. You got people salivating on your it's on your social media to get it. The menu is whatever you fit, what your baby, whatever y'all at. For dinner, there are people who will put money on your, what's these things you can do now where you can say thank you on your YouTube and send you a dollar nine line, you know, like if, if, if everybody who's following said, oh, that looks good, like to your point, mm -hmm. says here's a dollar ninety nine because I want to one day be able to sit in your restaurant. But if we never saw it before, we don't know that that dollar ninety nine to her will help to move the needle in her life, A, to see what she can do. She believes that people really want to, you know, participate in what she's doing. And then that she could actually get a food truck or get a get a small restaurant or just be DoorDash. Well, can I add something? This is for the Black community and the future of the Black community. We cannot ignore, however, that some of us are burdened to be the blueprint. Like it's on you. You didn't see it and you got to figure it out. And that's my story. So I'm listening to you and I agree with everything you said. And I've tried to be the one to carry that clarion call afterward, but I didn't see this nowhere. My father was a gang member, a eighth grade education. My mom was a teen mom. Um, in the whole 28 years I had with my mom, I think I've seen her work two jobs, one of them Wendy's, you know, uh, factories. And I didn't know anybody in my neighborhood that said, I'm getting out of here and I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anybody. I just found out that you could. And I said, I'm going to do that. And even at a young age, I made sacrifices. I don't want to be emotional, but at a young age, I had to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I remember wow. being 15 wow. and saying, I'm not going to do that because there's a way out of here and I'm not going to jeopardize it. I don't even know how it, how to get out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mess it up, whatever it is. Well, studies, Thanks. studies do show, studies show that the way that you move the needle. So studies say that we cannot move more than one or two quintiles above or below wherever our parents were. Mm -hmm. Studies show that, that if you're in the middle class, that you have, you're, you're pretty much, the, you have the worst position because you're in the middle uh -huh. that if you move below, you know, like it, it's easier that you'll fall one or two steps below and it's very hard to move one or two steps up. So, so studies are showing that the only way you do that is to get out of your neighborhood, that it's, it, it's education that moves the needle for people to move outside of wherever their parents but are. That, that, that what I said, that statement, burden to be the blueprint, mm -hmm. some people, it gets too heavy. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's too hard. Wow. You tread as much as you can mm -hmm. and you're too far to turn around, but you're still so far from where you're trying to be. Yeah. You just stop. Yeah. And that's how decision paralysis and inabilities become about because you don't know how much more you can take, how much further you can go. So you don't do anything, but then you don't want to go back. And, you know, and it's almost like the higher up you go, the harder you fall. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, one will start to feel like there is no way out. Mm -hmm. And I want somebody to hear this and be encouraged. Yeah. That if you are still 
Trend. You know, trending forward. Don't stop. Uh-huh. It's going to be tough, but don't stop because yeah. of what you're saying. I think what you're saying is the end result of what I'm saying. But you got to get there. Yeah. And it's too many of us not making it there. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I like just like you said, I didn't have that example of college. You know, my brother was the first person in our family to graduate from college. Oh. When we when my parents took him to college you know, my mother didn't, when I went to college, my mother didn't know anything about filling out FAFSA. I had to fill out FAFSA. I had to go and say, Mom, what what is this number right here? What does this mean? You know, my mother didn't have a college education. She just worked three jobs to make sure that we, she had professional jobs, but she worked. She clawed at those professional jobs. And my, I, when I opened my business, I had to threaten my children, don't you dare tell your grandma what I'm doing Um, because she would have tried to come down to Nashville, Tennessee and pack up all her grandchildren say, I don't know what foolishness y'all doing out here, but I'm going to take my grandchildren and we're leaving because I'm looking at them stability. But I was doing that thing that you're saying. I was, I was working for something different. Yeah. I was, I was trying to do something different, but my mother who remembers going onto the plantation when she first came to the South to look for my grandfather who they had not seen understood that she didn't want her children to miss out on a pension and working for a company for 35 years. And I raised my children to understand that this world that you're coming into, you got to work for you. Mm. You can't work for some other company. And the people on my team understand that I am not your boss. I am your client. You are in the business of your own labor. Mm-hmm. That is the that is the company you own. Your labor is your business. That's what this entire country is placed upon. Mm-hmm. The labor of these people. And you are in the business of your own labor. And your ancestors didn't have an opportunity to own their food. <laughs> Which is why you opened up your space. Absolutely. (laughs) But I also don't believe that you have to work for yourself. Right. I think we talked about this in my interview. Like, I believe that you can have a job working for somebody else and feel equally fulfilled and climb Mm -hmm. a ladder and be successful. So I'm never the one. I'm not even that. I just find that everybody's passion, everybody's purpose is not going to be fulfilled through creating their own job for themselves. And I don't think I'm better than anybody because I write my own check and sign checks of my staff. Right? Like, I think I think I think I want to be a girl boss and I want to be at your no. If you're not profitable to let all that go first, not and that end of all, yeah. like everybody does not need to work for themselves. Like there are some people who have some really amazing jobs and careers that they've created for themselves where they go to work for someone else and they collect a paycheck and have all the benefits and all the things and your life is just as fulfilling, if not more than mine. I I'm not better than you because I work for I myself. Mean, I it's kind of you think that you're not going to make no, it. You thank you for saying. Like you're not going to make it out or you need to create a in something to the effect of you need to have be a business owner. No, that's to work for yourself. You no, said, she you said, said you own your own labor. Yeah, yeah. She said, she said like, afterwards. She said, first first day, day, you said something about you need to you, you need to. Um, I told my children um, that the world that they're moving into yeah. means that they have to have ownership. Yeah. You said they have to work for themselves. Yes. Well, so they are working for this. I no, I agree with that though. Yeah. Yes. They're guys. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not so like, okay, you work. I mean, it's like you got to help y'all. No, it's a mindset. Yeah. She's coming from the plantation to the prison. I'm following her. I'm sorry, y'all. You're not. You're not. You're not. Read out. If I'm be real, it feels a little like. I couldn't, I could, I don't know how I would feel going to my staff saying like, you guys are, you, you, you own your own business because you are your business because you own your labor and your time. It's like, nah, you don't own y'all. I own this business. You guys work with me. I, I mean, you, I, you work with me. You don't yes, work for work me. I don't demean my team at all. I value them. I pay them like I love them and they know it. But what I'm not going to do is try to like play this game with them where like you work for yourself. You own your own labor. That's, That's not true because if I tell you, you need to be here at this time, I'm going to need you to be here at this time. So you actually don't have the autonomy that I'm trying to trick you into thinking that you have. So you're saying I'm describing. I feel you, That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's a perspective and a mindset versus the actual. Yeah, because when I think she's saying there are some contradictions in this leadership model. Yeah, it is. It's like Because I'm just trying to understand the autonomy that the team member has. No, but she's not saying she has autonomy in the business. No, my team don't have autonomy in my business. No, no, I'm saying even over them skittles, like even over themselves in their time for them. But they slay. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely, but never. Her perspective is coming from the plantation. Yeah. So that's why yeah, I'm still confused. I'm I, I'm very clear on the, the history and the background of it. It was just the part about them having the ownership like, of their labor. Of, of labor. So I decide where I'm going to spend my time. Exactly. My time is the biggest asset that I own. Right. So whatever I decide to do with my time belongs to me. If I decide to give my time to your business, that is what I own. Right. And you give me in exchange money for that labor. And then I take that money that I earn from that labor and that I go and do the things that I want to in my life. Mm-hmm. And if I were forced to do a thing, then I'm not in control of that. Mm-hmm. That we own ownership. It's an IRMAs. And what it is that we decide to do, you, the business that you're in is your labor. So you, as a cashier in my company, mm-hmm. own the choice to give me your time and I am your only customer. And you and your business take care of the clients of Mignon Francois at the Cupcake Collection. That is the business that you own. And in exchange for that, I give you money. And then you take that money and you can move the needle in your family and in your life. And what I taught my children as they were growing up is that the world that they were moving into, the one that I was raising them in, they had to have ownership. So, you know, everything that they do, they are in charge of that. I think I think this is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Not that I think that she's trying. I think she's saying time is your greatest asset. It's your yeah, greatest commodity. Really. You can't get that back. Yeah, absolutely. Don't ever let yourself be in a position where you're so desperate that you have to lend your time to something that you hate. That you don't believe. That what, now, once you commit to it, you work for that person. Mm-hmm. When that's your choice, it's not a desperate. I think it's a work with. Yeah, yeah. I think the easiest well, no, that's, that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. 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 Go, go back to your point. It's nothing wrong with working for somebody. No, no, yeah, like that you said that I literally unfollowed someone on social media because she would wake up, she would post 
It feels so good to get up at 10. Oh, I feel so sorry for you guys that had to fight through traffic and get to work. I mean, and it was an everyday thing. And and like you said, at least let the uh, the juice be worth the squeeze. I mean, are you living this yeah. wonderful life from this? Yeah. But it created a feeling like, oh yeah. my gosh, like inferiority. How, like that's something. How dare you guys go to work every day? And some people find fulfillment. fulfillment. Yeah, and, and the pastor says that too. Like, that's your greatest form that's of That's the highest form of conversation is fulfillment. That's your purpose and your calling. You're created to do what you were supposed to do in this earth. Yeah. Not what somebody else has point, on trend. Don't make anybody yeah. feel bad that their path is different. Oh, no, that's horrible. Like, even though I work at historically black colleges and universities, I've been in education for 12 years. I'm a firm believer in it. I don't look at anybody different who doesn't have a college education Absolutely. because my hairstylist makes six figures two times mm -hmm. over. You know, so I Fast. I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It's it, I think in the black community, we have a serious problem. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.